At KPMG, our people make the difference. Combining the power of people and technology, we uncover brighter insights, innovate bolder solutions, and create better data-driven outcomes. KPMG, make the difference. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. The NBA playoffs are here, and we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even your speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch, because this is the Turn It Up to 11 NBA Playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA Playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus, and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast. My name is Simon von Bromley, a senior technical writer at BikeRadar.com, and today I am joined by deputy editor... Jack Luke. And it's a big one, as last week saw the news that Shimano has issued a global recall of its 11-speed Holotech 2 road cranksets. Now, the recall applies to cranks sold over an 11-year period from January 2012 through August 2023, with Shimano saying that the affected models are pre-July 2019 production cranks, which have a two-letter manufacturing code from KF to RF. And this code is stamped on the inside of each crank arm. But if they want full details of the specifics of the recall jack and in-depth instructions on how to check their own crank set, where can they find that? They can find that on bikeradar.com, written by myself. As always, mm, bikeradar.com, the best source of multidiscipline cycling information on the web. No question. Okay, well, today we're going to talk a little bit about how we got to this point, what we know, what we don't know and what might happen next. But before we get into the meat of this podcast, a quick reminder that you can email us at podcast at bikeradar.com. So if you have been affected by this recall or have any thoughts, comments, or questions about anything we talk about today, don't hesitate to get in touch because we love to hear from you. Alternatively, you can head to bikeradar.com and leave a comment on one of our articles. There is already a... A lot. A lot of comments, <laughs> a heated discussion. So please do join in. We'd love to know how everyone has been affected, how everyone feels about that. And of course, if you have any questions, we will endeavor to respond. But let's uh, start with one of the big un- unanswered questions from this whole 
can we call it a debacle? Mm, we won't go as far as to call it a debacle just yet. We'll make the let the listeners make their mind up by the end. That's fair. Why now, Jack? Why has Shimano waited so long to implement a recall when these issues have been reported on by kind of media and consumers for a number of years? So I did put this question to Shimano because, as you mentioned, the, these cranks have been failing for a number of years now. But clearly some threshold has been crossed that has forced Shimano to issue a recall. And I specifically asked what that threshold was. And a Shimano spokesperson told me Shimano monitors any warranty issues that arise with all products, but we are not able to go into the specifics of the process and timing with the authorities. That's quite a vague answer, and to be honest, I wasn't really expecting much else. But clearly some threshold has been crossed that Shimano feels it's appropriate now to issue this recall. Now, it's been widely speculated online that we've seen no evidence of this, that a class action lawsuit could be in the offing. It may well just be that Shimano has crossed some kind of threshold with a number of failures failures that are happening that is deemed unacceptable or perhaps, you know, exceed what is generally okay for the number of failures with products in a in a given life cycle. Like things break. Yeah. And and yeah. it's fair to say that, you know, for, this isn't the first recall we've seen in cycling. We, no. we report on them regularly. And you know, obviously this is a kind of a big one in terms of interest because Shimano is one of the biggest companies, uh, well, the biggest manufacturer mm. of cycling components in the industry. Uh, we don't get that much, this much transparency or that much transparency from any kind of brand. No, not really any kind no, of brand. Completely. They really go into you know the specifics of you know taking a, picking apart exactly where they mm. went wrong and what's happened today. But clearly, you know, something has happened or something is happening, and Shimano decided now's the time to have the recall. And at first, it appeared that this was just happening in the US, but it's since been sort of expanded globally, affecting 2.8 million cranks. So it's 2.8 million cranks that are in circulation uh, based on those manufacturing codes, which you referenced at the start of the podcast. So it's interesting there in a sense, you know, as as you just said, it appeared that this was initially just a kind of uh, a US recall. Uh, why, Why did it appear that way? Well, we were first made aware of the story when it appeared on the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission website, Um, and that was it. It just kind of appeared out of nowhere, and, uh, you know, we made a call, obviously, to Shimano, massive story to find out, and they they confirmed that the um, recall would be extended globally with a statement due to be published on the Shimano EU site later that evening, and you know, shortly after we published our story, it did, in fact, appear on the Shimano EU and US websites, confirming this was a global recall. However, the actual um, consumer protection recall side of it, that's only so far happened in Canada and the US. As far as I'm aware, at the time of publishing this, there hasn't been a similar recall from an official body in the EU or elsewhere. It's very much just uh, in the US for now. But nonetheless, it's a global recall of sorts. Shimano is actually calling it a global inspection uh, and replacement process. Mm-hmm. They've been quite cautious with the wording, not to describe it as a recall, but it is it is a yeah, recall. By effectively, any other yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think yeah. You know, I, I guess it kind of begs the question. Then you, they've had so many years to think about this issue. Mm. Why perhaps it seems as if they weren't better prepared? Do we have any indication as to why that is, or is it just you know? someone at the, as you say, the kind of uh, United States Consumer Product Safety Commission just jumped the gun? Uh, I don't know, is the honest answer. I did put this question to Shimano, who didn't answer it, but I I get the impression they're perhaps blindsided by a slightly early leak, we'll call it, on that site. Um, Now, that that doesn't really sound like a big deal, like the info's out there, but it actually led to quite considerable early confusion. So at the time we published our original story, 
um, the US statement that went up on the Shimano US site was fairly in-depth. It kind of outlined how to identify cranks, but also had an FAQ that answered some kind of key questions. Not brilliantly, there was definitely some kind of missing uh, parts to that, and we'll come on to that. But on the EU website, it was very different. It was just how to identify your crank, and then quite an abrupt statement saying the timing of the inspection and other details will be announced on this website in the near future. Now, again, we can't stress enough, this is a really big deal. <laughs> like, there's 2.8 million crank. Probably the biggest recall cycling's ever seen. Pro- probably, yeah. And in those kind of initial hours of confusion, there was tons of comments on social media, loads on our site, people basically questioning, like, is it just cranks in the US? What's going on here? What we-? Loads and loads of questions unanswered. And it does strike me as slightly surprising that Shimano, given the scale of this recall, didn't have quite robust messaging in place. Now, from my perspective, in my job, like it's just confusing. You know, mm. it's difficult for me to get that info out there. And you're there. a smart boy. And I'm a smart boy. But, you know, looking at it from a consumer's perspective, like it's genuinely concerning. You think yeah. like, am I going to be left high and dry, you know, with no replacement cranks in? Anyway, so yeah, it was, it was all a bit confusing for the first few hours. The EU and the US are now aligned in terms of their messaging um, on the Shimano site. But as I'm sure you're about to ask me, Simon, there's lots of questions left unanswered. The NBA playoffs are here. And we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even the speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch. Because this is the turn it up to 11 NBA playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Yeah, and I think, you know, for me, you know, you're talking about consumers feeling that they might be left, you know, kind of without a functional crank set or something. I mean... There's an, you know, it's not it's consumers, but also you know, plenty of people within this team. I think I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I've got an effective crank affected crank mm-hmm. set, and I haven't suffered any failures along these lines. Uh, but what I would like to know is kind of, you know, what what's what's caused this? Because as you say, it, Shimano is saying it's a kind of it's not really a recall; it's an inspection and replacement mm-hmm. program for anything that fails this inspection. But, Just to give context to that, to, so for according to Shimano, less than 1% of cranks that are out there have failed. 1% of 2.8 million is a big number, and clearly that's concerning Shimano. But like to, it, it probably isn't massive in the context of um, failures within a product's lifespan. We don't really have evidence to this kind of effect. Like We're, we're never going to be made privy to kind of failures generally within cycling tech 
But, you know, it is only that 1%. And what Shimano is asking riders to do is to take their cranks to participating stores to have them inspected. But as you've alluded to, they've not made clear why they're failing in the first place. Yeah. And I think that's a really big gap. Yeah, exactly. And I, because I think... I, it would, I think at you know as, as when we reported on this in 2020, they said there was no rule pattern. I think this time a spokesperson told you that the effective crank sets have a certain manufacturing processes in common. One of the procedures involved in this process is a bonding technique, which facilitates the fusion of distinct layers within the crank arm. Reports received by Shimano indicate that the bonded layers on the crank arm could separate. Now, to me, that that just feels quite vague. We already knew that there's mm. what they're describing is there is, is the failure of the crank. They're describing that the Holotech two construction features two sides of a crank arm that are bonded together, and this can fail. Which is exactly what the recall's about. Yeah, I, personally, I don't think it's an acceptable level of detail for a number of reasons. First, from a purely Shimano perspective, there's been so many rumors and sort of suggestions swirling around that, for example environmental conditions play a part in the potential for these cranks to fail. And loads of commenters on the original article we published in 2020 have said that those living in humid conditions or wet countries are more likely to experience those failures. There's enough of those comments, I feel, that Shimano would have done very well to address the fact whether are those just purely anecdotal observations or is there some truth to it? I think from Shimano's perspective, they would put a lot of riders' minds at ease. But also, I would argue more importantly, if they more clearly elaborate the issue, like it will empower riders such as yourself, Simon, to make informed or more informed decisions over the potential risk of their cranks. Um, I, I think leaving people in the dark without explaining the actual issue doesn't foster an environment of trust, really. And I think Shimano is going to have to do quite a lot of work to um, rebuild that. And like, it's not just fodder for armchair engineers. Like, people love to speculate. And that's all that is thus far, speculation on the, the comments. But like, it, it's a, a real issue. Yeah. Uh, putting it into practical, um, practical practice, like, maybe bike shops in Florida should be more concerned than, you know, us in the southwest yeah. of England. I, that's a bit of a... No, I'm, I'm uh, reaching, but, but yeah. You are, yeah, but it is a real issue. And, you know, the, the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission uh, cited that there had been six injuries mm. as a result of this, and, and that's just in the US alone. And, you know, a crank arm failure is a potentially devastating yeah. accident waiting to happen. So it is an important issue. It's not. This isn't just a kind of you know theoretical issue. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, as perhaps an armchair engineer, I'm left with too many questions unanswered about the nature of the failures. I always remember years and years ago when SRAM, I don't think it was its first batch of drop bar hydraulic disc brakes, but I remember there was an early batch of um, disc brakes that were failing in cross races because it was too cold. I'd have to go back and look at the exact details. But SRAM were pretty open and candid with the whole issue. And it was something to do with the tolerance of the seals and perhaps like a piston in cold weather would malform and the brakes would stop working. Like, I, I feel that level of detail provides clarity for riders, which is only a good thing. Now, what about replacements, Jack? Because I think this was another kind of blind spot that would have been really useful for Shimano to have been very upfront about because it created a lot of confusion with people saying, well, I'm affected, well, what am I going to get in return? Yeah, so when the, the statements that are currently published on the EU and US websites say that there will be slight cosmetic differences from the original crank sets for the replacements Shimano is going to supply. 
However, Shimano in briefing material sent to shops that are participating in the recall program um, have been told that the new crank sets are based on existing 12-speed crank sets. Now, some very may well be quite excited about the idea of an unexpected upgrade, and functionally, I'm sure these will be absolutely fine, these crank sets, but visually, they are not a slight cosmetic change. You know, these will look like they're from a different group set. The biggest change is probably going from the classic, beautiful uh, Dura-Ace 9000 crank set with its lovely polished arms to the rather austere, and I dare say, slightly drab appearance of the new Dura-Ace crank set. Like, that would really stick in my craw. In fact, <laughs> we're, having <a> char- <laughs> we're having a charity sale at work very soon, and... Uh, I might have dibsed a nice Durace crank set I found in the charity sale box that I'm going to buy, and it's a wonderful Durace 9000 crank set. What am I going to do with it, Simon? You're going to have to check the manufacturing coast to see no, if you're doing yeah, will do. <laughs> but, but no, really, if you're out yeah. there still riding no, I, on, I agree. on yeah. a crank set that is affected by the recall, and you're going to get something which looks so different, like that really stinks in my view. I think, you know, the, the, obviously looks are one thing, and, and I definitely agree that that is not ideal, especially if you've got one of the kind of nicer looking classic group sets. But uh, but it, I think importantly, and, you know, again, we've had comments on this from, from readers already, it's not just cosmetic differences, is it? No. So Shimano's um, gearing options have changed over time, as, as all road bike group set manufacturers. But it means that, for example, if you've got an old school crank set with say like a 5339 coolest chain set combo of all time (laughs) unless you go bigger unless you go bigger um (laughs) the riders will instead get a 5236 combination as a replacement likewise durace riders on a 5238 will get a 5236 um it also kind of affects things like crank length so i need to double check this but i think it's 180 millimeter crank users go down to 177.5 like I, I don't know. It's just not great service. It's obviously more important that people will be on safe cranks that aren't <laughs> falling in two. But like, if you are a rider who prefers longer cranks, like it's kind of duff to be it, put yeah. on something that's short. You've clearly made a conscious decision to go for a larger crank set. So to be sort of shortchanged with something that isn't optimal for you, I don't think it's great. But what else is a bit frustrating with all of this, and it goes back to the point around disclosing the details of the um, of the recall, like none of this info is out there publicly. We found it from going through shops or getting briefing documents. And I think Shimano would have done so much better to put this information back in the public. Like perhaps it's damage limitation to a point because maybe those maybe it's just not realistic to have all those spec options. If that's the case, I think Shimano should have just taken it on the chin and had that info out there rather than obfuscating that info. And another um, kind of key point around this was raised by some of our readers in terms of you know third-party power meter crank sets. Now, as mentioned, I've got a Stages uh, Ultegra R8000 power meter crank set that falls outside of the, uh, the manufacturing codes that have been recalled, and it works fine. But... If you had one, if you'd brought one, say a year earlier, mm. uh, around the same crank set, it likely would be affected. So, you know, if 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 that had suddenly, you know, the cranks had separated, what would Shimano be doing in that case? Yeah, so Shimano did address this issue in its FAQs and said that normally these sorts of cranks would fall outside of the warranty uh, offered by Shimano because they are essentially third-party products. However, they are honouring. Um, warranties in this case if your crank set's affected so in the first instance take it to a shop get it checked out if it 
does show signs of distress or if it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's feeling sad <laughs> if it's falling apart Shimano will replace the crankset however you will not receive a crankset back with a third party power meter attached you will instead be issued with a rebate of between 300 to 325 dollars if you have a single sided power meter or if you have a double sided one up to 500 dollars again that info on the pricing was not issued on the Shimano website. We got that through going through a shop. Like $500 is better than nothing, but it won't come close to the cost of a high-end dual-sided power meter, um, a Stages power meter as you, in fact, possibly even the one you tested uh, at RRP, a Stages Power LR Shimano Ultegra R8000 power meter would set you back $789 at RRP. Real-world pricing is slightly different for that, I will acknowledge that, but nonetheless, at RRP, it's a pretty big disparity. And yeah, quite frustrating, I think, if you're a third power par- third party power meter user. There are instances, for example, with 4i, who've said that they're aware of the recall and they're working closely with Shimano to keep riders safe and they're cycling in un- uninterrupted. And they've essentially said that uh, riders will have the choice of having a new power meter fit to the replacement cranks as supplied by Shimano if there's an issue, or if a quicker solution is required, 4i will send a comparable factory second crank so that's like a crank with minor uh, manufacturing faults um, from its either Precision 3 Plus, NDS, or Precision Pro dual range. So like 4i is doing good here. It's, it's coming out for riders, and they will support them with new um, new replacement power meters if required. I did put the question out to stages, but was yet to hear back at the time of publishing. Just We'll just wait and see what happens with individual um, uh, power meter manufacturers. But it's safe to say that riders with third-party power meters will face a more complicated path towards resolution. Yeah, so in terms of uh, getting that resolution, though, as you kind of already mentioned, you need to take your crank set to a, a shop. Mm-hmm. And now for your analysis piece on this, Jack, you had a really interesting uh, passage where you spoke to someone who works at a, a bike mm-hmm. shop. And, and I think, you know, one of the... It didn't really occur to me because, you know, I've not worked in a bike shop. And, you and haven't it, been in the trenches. trenches <laughs> <laughs> Freud didn't slip there. You haven't been in the trenches, Simon. I know nothing of the crunch. No, but I haven't. No, so, but it didn't occur to me. But, but it was a really interesting passage that, you know, essentially this is, this, this, the kind of, the fallout from this is, is essentially going to be foisted upon Shimano dealers and shops. Yeah, definitely. So, so, what, <laughs> so what is Shimano offering them in return? And uh, what did the shop that you spoke to have to say about the whole situation? So I spoke to Tommy Bars, good friend of Bike Radar. He's the owner of Cutlass Fellow um, in Maryland. Very good guy. His Instagram's well to follow. Very, mm. very neat. He's got a nice cat. He's got a lovely cat and he's a very neat and tidy mechanic. But anyway, he spoke to us and explained that in the US, participating shops will be offered a $75 rebate for each inspection after approval of Shimano's internal audit of submitted claims and cranks. So basically that means that for every inspection a shop carries out, regardless of whether it's um, broken or not, they'll get $75. Bucks. Um, in Bars's words, he believes that $75 fee is a slap in the face. Um, and he kind of outlined from a shop's perspective, you know, you've got to go in, greet the customer, get their information, removing the clean, cr- remove and clean the cranks for inspection, produce documentation and photographs, and submit all that information through a B two B site. And in addition to that, let's assume it is a, a broken crank, then you're going to have to ship it, and presumably again for seventy within that seventy five dollar fee, refit it to a customer's bike. Like that is a that's a genuinely big ask for particularly a shop of Barca's size. That's a really really difficult thing to fit in amongst the rest of your work life. I think bigger shops 
maybe we'll be able to sort of absorb the impact of that. But smaller shops like his, I, I think it's a really difficult ask. But also, like Bars pointed out that in addition to dealing with just the storage and logistics side of it, you know, shops are the people that, uh, sorry, rather, uh, customers will be speaking to shops. They're not going to be going to Shimano. Shimano does have a helpline for this, but like you can't take your crank set to a helpline. So shops are going to bear the brunt of the ire of, of customers who, in Bars's words, have been sold cranks with essentially knowledge within the industry that these crank arms were prone to issues. Like it's it's a difficult thing to to deal with. And also, don't forget, we're just coming off the back of uh, big, big delays in the COVID years in terms of parts shortages. Shimano's already pretty much alluded to the fact that it anticipates there will be issues with the supply of cranks um, and said that it'll do its best to expedite the replacement crank set, but it warns that a huge number of options means you may not have your crank set in stock. And that goes back again to the issue around um, replacement or like-for-like -like replacements. Like I, ju I just think shops are really going to come out worse for this, to be honest. And Shimano does say that not all retailers are um, required to participate in the program, but I don't really think they have a choice because let's say in the case, I don't want to speak on the behalf of, of Tommy Bars, but like in his case, say he decided to take a stand and say, nope, I don't want to get involved with this. It's too much work. Well, you're going to have lots of loyal customers and local customers who have Shimano cranks who are then going to take their stuff elsewhere. Like it's a really difficult balance for them to to strike. Yeah. We've we've lit, we've already had a comment on one of our articles to that effect where a guy said that I'm assuming they're a guy. A person said that uh, they went to the local bike shop to ask about this, and the local bike shop basically said they didn't know anything. Yeah. And and he's come out and said, you know, so what am I supposed to do? Where do I take it now? Presumably, he'll just, as you say, just go to another shop. So mm. it's not it's not really, you know, in a choice between something that might end up being a kind of a loss or just a load of hassle yeah. or driving away a customer to another shop, you know, something that, as you say, bike shops are already been struggling in the last last few years. It, it's not a kind of great situation. Another point on this, actually. Uh, so I get the impression, I'm not 100% sure in the timelines, but I get the impression that Shimano released its information to retailers on the same day that all this recall stuff came out. In Shimano's credit, the reason they probably did that was to have good continuous messaging. Like if they had told or briefed shops weeks prior to this, it would have leaked and yeah. it would have been even more confusing. But Shops have got the same issues that we do. They don't know all the facts. They don't know all the details. And just purely from a perception perspective, like having customers come in and you don't know the answers, perhaps in that example you cited, like maybe they just they just don't know. They don't know the situation. Maybe they don't read enough bike radar. Maybe they don't read enough bike radar. But, uh, you know, they the could... Yeah, it's very difficult for shops. I always remember years ago when I worked in shops, um, a much smaller recall, but there was a bunch of Cannondale... Slate. Yeah, Slate's the lefty-equipped gravel bike. And there was an accident in the sort of manufacturing process and loads of the rims that were supposed to be tubeless compatible, in fact, weren't. And at the time, the, the um, resolution was that Cannondale sent out replacement rims and asked uh, shops to, to relace them onto new wheels. And, like, we had maybe three of those bikes in the shop. It was a pain. I mean, like rebuilding a wheel is a bigger job than replacing a crank set. But just the logistical side of it, getting the uh, the replacement rims, booking in time in the workshop, the chargebacks to can like the whole thing was really difficult. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's just free. 
Yeah, and that's just three three um, bikes in one shop. Like this is going to have a very significant impact on shops. We're also still waiting on details. They may well have just not been revealed to us because you know we work in media, not in shops. But certainly within the UK, earlier this week, there wasn't details on how they were going to be reimbursed, for example, in their details. And it may just be the case that the UK distributors haven't quite come to an agreement or whatever on that. But it's it's all very confusing, Simon. And I'm thankful we live in our little media bubble this week. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's great that I've got about 25 crank sets I can turn to in the event yeah. of needing to take one off my bike, uh, but not everyone will be so lucky. No, and that, that kind of goes to another point I know you were keen to discuss is that, like, what about all the other cranks out there that are completely fine? Again, I think Shimano disclosing more information into what's actually going on would really reassure these people. But like many in our comments have said that they believe Shimano should be replacing all cranks because mm -hmm. clearly there's an issue here that needs to be resolved. I keep saying this, but like, maybe there isn't. Maybe it really yeah. is so limited that it's not as big an issue as it's being made out to be. Um, and Shimano should disclose that if it's the case. If it is a bigger issue, well, you know, we'll just have to wait and see how things unfold. But like, I can really sympathize with people like yourself, Simon, who are rolling about on cranks that are affected within the production codes. Like, it's quite an unnerving thing to know that you could have a crank that could fail. Probably not in, like dr drastically or dramatically, by, by all impressions I've got from what Shimano have said and commenters, like it's quite a gradual failure. But you know, you're a pedant, Simon. You're a tech pedant. You check your bikes oh, all dang. the time. <laughs> <laughs> you wash your bike after every ride. What about people like me who don't wash their bike every ride? <laughs> you know, yeah, you're it, less likely to notice these things. And I don't know. I, yeah, I think it could be long term quite damaging for Shimano's reputation. Yeah, it's it's a really difficult one. You know, this question of you know we've we've all talked about this because, like I said, you know there's so many of us in the office who have Shimano cranks, and um, yeah, I, I have a as I said a, a kind of a, a stages R eight thousand uh, power meter that falls basically just you know the, the codes end at like RF or something, and mine is like an SD, so it's like the kind of next year's production run. I'm still using it on my bike. You know, I've I've been riding that bike. You know, testing a um, a new smart trainer this week did some sprints on it, you know, I've got very small legs, but you know, I, do you know what I mean? Like I haven't taken it off my bike. Yeah. I have other crank sets that I could put on, but I haven't taken it off my bike. Mm. You know, I have an, I have an Ultegra 6800 crank set at home that probably is affected. I haven't checked the numbers yet, but would I still ride it? Like I've been riding it since 2014 and it's not had any problems. Mm. So I probably would, but there is now a question in the back of my mind of, you know, it would just be nice to know why Shimano yep. has limited it to to these production runs, because, as you say, this holo, as we've said, this Holotech two technology is used across every high end Shimano crank set. Mm. So, what makes this specific batch unsafe and the rest safe? Let's, I'd just like to know. A good point, actually. Perhaps something that would be. Well, I, I think this is unlikely, but like. Let's say, for example, the new Durace R9200 crank sets. Some people reported online that they noticed the inside of the cranks now has a plug. It does, yes. Which prevents water ingress into the axle. I mean, to be honest, I've never taken apart a Holtec crank, so I don't know what it looks like at the other end. But some have speculated that that is to prevent moisture from entering the crank arms. Potentially, again, potentially, that has maybe been the cause of some of these failures. I think Shimano would do well to perhaps address how it has modified the designs for the newest generation of Holotech cranks. Or their manufacturing per yeah, whatever. Pr procedures yeah. or whatever. And, you know, we might 
well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about at thanks Shimano a little bit now, but there is, there's one picture of a 12-speed mm. Shimano crank failing yeah. on that, whereas everything else is, is, is the ones mentioned in this recall. But then one failure in the same sense, mm. in the same way, is, is also concerning. And I, and I think you know, we kind of already talked about Shimano's reputation just a little bit, but it did seem that for a long time, Shimano was just kind of hoping that this issue would eventually go away and be forgotten about as the kind of new generation of 12-speed cranks came in and haven't been having mm. issues, as far as we can tell, other than you know, the one I've just mentioned. That's just one crank. You know, I don't know where it came from, etc. You know, Should Shimano get credit for issuing a recall and not just trying to sweep it under the carpet? Or, you know, it, is this kind of just the beginning of something bigger? Um, it's a good question. I, I don't think I can answer it confidently. I think the cynic in me would say, like, maybe Shimano's arm was forced. It may well just be the case that the CPSC in the US have decreed that this warrants a recall because of this many failures. It, you know, if the failures fall within the expected bell curve of use and there's enough of them to concern the, the authority with authoritative bodies. Uh, on the other hand, I don't know. I wouldn't say they, they deserve credit. I think, you know, th this issue's rumbled on for too long and the resolution in the eyes of some isn't good enough. Some believe that the crank should be fully recalled. I think from my perspective, I would be a lot more satisfied with how this has all gone if Shimano had been clearer with its communications. There's my there's my very measured and balanced answer. Thank you, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm on the same page, to be honest, because, you know, is uh, like, is this going to stop me buying a Shimano crank set no. in the future? Probably not, to be no. honest. You know, I, I think other, you know, other manufacturers make great crank, set, crank sets, but as we've kind of discussed in this podcast, other manufacturers have also been subject to recalls. Yeah, nobody's immune to it. And, like, you point to the zillions of mountain bike cranks out there which use very very similar construction if not basically identical they, they and are just, subject to much harsher conditions much much yeah, harsher think about how badly Alex Evans treats cranks <laughs> <laughs> on an e-bike on an e-bike and you he's know, never had one of these crank completely failures. so like I, I think there's um, like no I, it would never put me off buying Shimano stuff long term I, ju I just think how they've dealt with it has been um, sub-optimal yes any other closing thoughts, Jack? No, I did really enjoy speaking to Thanks Shimano. Um, he has, so he actually revealed himself on the day that the recall was announced after. Incredibly funny. It, it was very funny. <laughs> Five years of anonymity. That's a word I struggle to say. Anonymity. Anonymity, there you go. Braden Gavoni, probably also saying that wrong, but he is the admin of the account and is a cycling industry veteran and co-owns the bike shop Outpost Richmond and the steel bike brand Ride Endpoint. And he said that he was inspired to uh, start the account pretty much as a joke, <laughs> but driven by his frustration as a mechanic and shop owner at what he viewed as a poor consideration for the rider and mechanic on the part of Shimano. And like, I think that account's done quite a lot to bring this issue to light. I did actually press him on this and he was a little bit more coy, a bit shy maybe about the whole thing. <laughs> and he said that he maybe felt he played a bit of a part in bringing it to light and said that various articles cited the account when the story first started breaking. And he said that some, he'd heard accounts of shops mentioning this account to push warranty claims through. Um, that's actually a topic I'm going to very briefly touch on this. Um, something we haven't covered is that, so Shimano has in some cases been issuing replacement crank sets under warranty. In the past. In the past, prior to this recall. So, for example, if you had an Altegra R8000 crank set, it was still within uh, warranty. It failed in the manner described in this recall. 
Shimano had in some cases been replacing cranksets. However, for ones, say for example, the 6800 cranksets you uh, mentioned, when they were long since out of warranty, people would bring the issue to Shimano and they'd say, no, thank you. Sorry, yeah. that's just and outside so, of warranty. So those people who had had crank failures would presumably have moved on, bought a second crank. And... Bought a second crank replacement. And a question that was left unanswered is that, like, well, what about all them? You know, you've already mm. said no, and they're out of pocket for a set of cranks. And I put the question to Shimano, and they said that if the crank set is still in their possession, then it will be treated like a new case. If it's gone in the bin, which like the crank set I referenced that we had in hand, I, I took all the chainring bolts off of it and then I chucked it, <laughs> <laughs> and then I chucked it in the bin years ago because I don't need a broken crank set kicking around. I can't the believe you threw that away. You don't throw anything away. Well, even I have limits, and it's <laughs> it's been met by a broken crank set. I would have thought you'd framed that. No, 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 no. It's like an art install. I would imagine coming around <laughs> to your house and seeing it like an ob objet d'art. No, long gone. So, say if that was my crank set, then I'm stuffed. And also there was inconsistency with who was getting replacement crank sets. So in the case of that crank set, um, I should say the guy who owned it uh, didn't work directly on the bike radar team. So you can treat him as, you know, just a regular punter. He he did get a replacement crank set through the UK distributor, but there's definite inconsistencies with who was and wasn't. So yeah, oh, what a mess. Yeah, well, as always, do keep your web browser open with your homepage set as www.bikeradar.com and keep refreshing the, <laughs> keep refreshing the page because I think this is a story that's going to kind of yeah. keep rumbling on. And of course, we will be updating our stories and pushing out any new information as it comes into us. I'd also really like to hear your thoughts and experiences and the whole thing. You know, we have spoke to lots of people in the comments and also on email who have been affected by the recall. But it'd be really good to hear people's real life experiences of perhaps... Have you got a replacement crank set? How long it all takes? What do you get? Let us know. It's always useful info. And we like to hear from the readers because you're the ones out there who have to deal with this stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. And you can let us know all of that stuff by dropping us an email at podcast at bikeradar.com or by leaving a comment on bikeradar.com or on our Instagram. You can tweet anywhere. us. You can comment on YouTube. Any, any way you like. We have eyes uh, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we are omnipresent <laughs> on the web um, but otherwise thank you for listening and we'll see you next time bye thanks for listening to the Bike Radar Podcast if you've not done so already please subscribe and share with your friends or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode